Welcome into Mercedes-Benz Stadium, everybody. In the aftermath, the immediate aftermath of Georgia 42, Ohio State 41. One of the most thrilling games I have ever been at present for as we begin a rapid reaction presented by Byers Auto. Thank you to Byers Auto for the entire week of, of coverage down here in Atlanta. That's the 40-year vet, Tim May. That's Andy Backstrom. Fellas are already stripping the field. The confetti's done flying. Uh, the Falcons play in a little over 12 hours. Yeah. Uh, Andy's uh, Cardinals come to town. But right now, we're talking Ohio State, Georgia in the Peach Bowl. And an absolute master class performance by Ryan Day on the offensive side. And whatever the opposite of that is for Jim Knowles and his defense in the fourth quarter, I would say that would characterize it. Because Ohio State had a 14-point lead at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and it just continued to slip away. It was almost like a rope, just kept fraying and fraying. And then Stetson Bennett cut it, and then Noah Ruggles and the Ohio State team fell down. Yeah, and the beginning of that of that fraying was uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. getting hit in the head, uh, suffering basically a concussion as or concussion symptoms as Brian Day, uh, when I asked him about it in the post game, confirmed. That's why he didn't go back in the game. It's pretty obvious he was still on the sideline. Uh, and it had to really hurt him a lot because, oh my goodness, taking a player that was having the game out of the game at exactly the wrong time hurt big time from a, uh, a momentum standpoint for the offense. And uh, why under review that that was not held up as a uh, as a uh, targeting Sorry. hit for one of another term or hitting a guy in the head, it's a mystery to me. Ryan Day said it was explained to him about something that that to some effect that that wasn't the hit wasn't what knocked him out or something like that whether he hit his head or not but it, it was a really interesting uh, description that he gave me bottom line is from then on the offense kind of lost its mojo even though guys kept swinging as the old saying goes but then defensively it bit them just like it's bit them all year but only twice in losing situations the big pass plays the big plays down the field Either it was a guy slipping uh, and a guy breaking wide open or contesting 50-50 balls. In the end, defensively, Ohio State couldn't make the plays when it needed to make the plays to hang on to a 14-point lead. Well, yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a difference maker, and that's what Julian Fleming said after the game. You know, when he's not on the field, obviously Ohio State is confident in the depth they have a wide receiver, but it's just not the same. What I do want to talk about is what C.J. Stroud did tonight which yes. was basically proved everything wrong that the doubters have said about him. Oh, he won't run. Well, he tucked it and he gained 71 yards. That won't all show up on the box score because he did take some sacks. I think it shows up as 34 yards, but that was 71 yards gained by him. He also improvised and made out-platform throws where he had to scramble outside of the pocket and roll and make throws downfield to Marvin Harrison Jr. in that first half that gave him that lead. He did things that people said he couldn't do, quite yeah. frankly, and the scouts were holding against him. And if anything, his draft stock got that much higher after a night like tonight, and it's just a shame for him yeah. that he can't lead that into the national championship. And when I asked him about that, just basically the running, especially on that last drive, I mean, he he was a he was a difference in that regard. He was basically paraphrasing here. He was doing whatever it took to get his team down the field to win the football game. And if there's one call that I had a doubt about. Uh, that was called in this game was after he scrambled or ran down to the 31-yard line. And then on first down, they ran Dallin Hayden off left tackle, and uh, he got stuffed for one-yard loss. As Ryan Day explained when I asked about that play, they felt really good 
that that thing was going to open up. And all of a sudden, Georgia jumped another defender in there, and he got stuffed for a one-yard loss, remember, the play. And from then on, then they were almost defensive offensively and end up, end up kicking a uh, – trying a 50-yard field goal, which was missed badly. Yeah, didn't even have a chance. Uh, that, that thing was doomed from the beginning. Uh, but that's the way football goes sometimes. You have a bad kick. It just happens to be in the closing seconds of the college football playoff semifinal. This Ohio State team played well enough to win a national championship tonight. I think against any other team in the country, the way Ohio State played tonight, it would be going on to next Monday night against any other team, maybe the entire year, maybe the last few years. This Ohio State team would be going on to win a national championship, to be playing for a national championship. This Georgia team is different, though. This Georgia team has freaks. It has animals. It has everything you want in a college football team. It is, you know, the, the phrase close to an NFL. These were two, and I hate using this phrase, Tim. You use it all the time. I do. I think it's a little cliche. I'm not going to lie to you. These were two heavyweight boxers absolutely throwing haymakers. And they just continue to land them and continue to land them. And then Ohio State threw one and it missed. And it had to kick a field goal in the fourth quarter. Yep. And that opened the door just enough for Georgia to be able to, because if Ohio State scores, they're up three. If they score a touchdown in the red zone, Party the open. game is over. And Ohio State beats Georgia in Georgia's backyard. Yeah, agreed 100%. But Ohio State missed the one haymaker it couldn't miss. Yeah. And that that's what happens in a game between the two best teams in the country. That's what we just saw today was the two best teams in the country, yeah. except for the Ohio State defense, which we're going to get to in here in just a second. Yeah. And, you know, and even before we really get into the Ohio State defense and the shortcomings, uh, Lathan Ransom hitting Brock Bowers on that little swing uh, when it was fourth down and, and Georgia went for it down here. Uh, keep that one touchdown drive going. I think it ended up being a touchdown, right? They did. Uh, bottom line is, I, I got to see that replay again, man. Uh, maybe I don't understand quite the rules of spotting a ball, where a ball should be spotted. Uh, it seemed quite convenient that there had to be a camera almost right there. <laughs> but uh, I don't know why that was, uh, I don't know why that was in review, give, made a first down. That was going to be a huge stop. And this defense, before we start ripping them, remember Ohio State got back up into its own end back here and had a punt, and they ended up with a first down on the 32-yard line. That was a huge series of three plays where Ohio State forced them, if I remember correctly, because there's a million plays in this game to kick a field goal. Uh, and it missed. And a it missed field goal. Exactly, try a field goal and it missed. Uh, by the way, that guy had, was over kicking field goals in this building this year until tonight, and he missed his first, if you remember correctly. Yeah, he missed two. Yeah, I mean, hard, hard yeah, listening. You talk about the defense, and it's not even a, a tale of two halves. It's a tale of a half within a half. Yeah. The, the third quarter, they shut out Georgia. Yes. And honestly, that was probably their best defensive half of football all season. Yes. It comes after a game against Michigan, where Michigan starts the third quarter, 75-yard touchdown drive, one of their five 45-yard touchdown plays. The whole message after that game was Ryan Day said that we lost the game in the third quarter. Well, Ohio State won the third quarter tonight, and the defense played probably its best 15 minutes of football that we've seen all season. It was just in the fourth quarter, and what's really interesting is that it all started after Ryan Day called the fake punt that was supposed to happen in the Michigan game. It actually got off this time and it worked, but Kirby Smart had called a timeout just before the snap was sent yeah. by Mason Arnold. And so 
you know, that would have been a first down. And who knows what happens from that point forward. But it, it turns out to be a three and out, three plays, nine yards. Then they end up punting traditionally. And then from that point forward, Georgia has its first of two consecutive touchdown drives. So, I mean, Spencer, did you see that as a turning point? Because when you look back, I mean, it, it kind of was. Absolutely. It not only affected the Ohio State offense, it absolutely affected the Ohio State defense. Um, and from that moment on, really, uh, Ohio State did nothing defensively. You know, uh, Lathan Ransom slips, 76-yard touchdown. Uh, Ohio State has a de- defensive opportunity. I, I hate re- referencing Twitter on here because this is a Letterman Row video, not a Twitter video. I tweeted and that with two minutes and 38 seconds to go, if there's ever a time for Jim Knowles to earn $1.9 million, it's now. And he absolutely didn't. Yeah. He just didn't. And, you know, I'm not going to turn the heat up on Jim Knowles after one year. Well, I, I tweeted just for the start of that drive. Now it's up to the Ohio State defense. I mean, and it's just a blanket, stupid statement. One stop. You need one stop to move on to the national championship game. Go ahead. I'm not going to start to turn the heat up on Jim Knowles after one year. I think that's unfair. You're installing a system, a mentality, a an entire culture shift to try to be more defensive. But man, you were hired to do two things. Stop Michigan and play for a national championship. Oh, but yeah, but stop the big plays. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but what I'm saying is they could have made no defensive changes in the offseason, and I think it would have looked the exact same against Georgia. As it just did, like yeah, I don't know. You forty in the fourth quarter when you need stops, you do not get them. And whether that's execution, whether that's coaching, that falls on the defensive coordinator, who oh. who tells us in every press conference, if something happens in a game, I want the blame. Yeah, there you go. You've got the blame because I watched in the fourth quarter a defense that really, really was on its heels, even up two scores. It seemed like it was not comfortable trying to stop Georgia and Georgia ended up getting two touchdowns and winning the game. Yep. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it really is it. But it comes down to finally, you do have a shot to win the game. It's a 50-yard field goal attempt. Uh, like I said, I questioned the second, the first down play on that series after C.J. Stroud became the runner everybody always wanted him to be. He put everything on his shoulders, got him down there. They had three plays that didn't work. and. It comes down to your kicker, who almost didn't miss last year, and and Noah Ruggles, you know, that'll lead him forever. This miss tonight, uh, I mean, bad miss tonight. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, everybody saw it on national television. No use, Herman uh, Brown. But but to leave it to come down to that, you know, that's that's what will haunt Brian Day. And uh, you're right. I mean, his team scored 41 points tonight. C.J. Stroud raved about the offensive game plan. Uh, that was put together. Uh, he raved about the work that was put in. Uh, Ryan Day raved about the work that was put in by especially his offensive coaches, including uh, Keenan. I mean, just right on down the line, the amount of effort that went in to getting an offensive game plan that could win this game. When you score 41, you should win any football game, the way I look at it, if you've got a decent defense and it didn't happen. I mean, how many times are you going to score 41 points on a Georgia team that ranks second in the nation in scoring defense that allows about 13 points per game? You get 41. Yeah, you got to win that game. And ultimately, we talked all week about the Georgia tight ends. Talked about Brock Bowers, talked about Darnell Washington. Now, Darnell Washington was injured, similar to Kay Stover for Ohio State, tight end, also was injured. But it was really these Georgia wide receivers that made Ohio State pay. 
I mean, Arian Smith, I think, had, what, two touchdowns? Yeah. And, and really, it was those matchups on the outside or down the middle of the field that really hurt Ohio State. And I think that safety pairing played well at times for Ohio State this year in Lathan Ransom and Ronnie Hickman. But, boy, down the stretch, uh, it was not good for them. No, it was not. And that's the way the football game goes sometimes. C.J. Stroud was absolutely magnificent in this game. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about C.J. Stroud at this point. I thought the entire offensive game plan was, like I said at the beginning of this, a master class by Ryan Day. Um, for all of the talk about him being conservative against Michigan, him not getting it done, the play calling, he took it and threw whatever playbook he had for that out the window and came up with something that was bound and determined to work against this Georgia defense, and it did. And the Ohio State defense let this team down. That's what it is. I mean, that's that's the moral of this story. And even then, Ohio State had a chance yeah. with C.J. Stroud scrambling for 27 yards, getting them down into field goal range. Then you run the ball, two straight incompletions. You've got eight seconds. You kick a field goal in 2022 and it lands in 2023. That's not a joke. It, it was kicked with two seconds left on the ball drop and it landed in the new year. Ohio State did not land in a new national championship game. This program now, next year will be a decade since its last national championship. That's a sour pill to, to swallow. And uh, Ryan Day and the Buckeyes have a lot of overhaul that needs done. You're losing CJ Stroud probably. Yeah, You're probably. losing. You didn't say so, but probably. You're losing some other key pieces on both the offense and the defense. A lot of questions remain on this in this program. Yet you're, you're going to Ann Arbor next year. You're going to Madison. You're going to West Lafayette places that, that aren't kind to you, it, it's not going to be easy to get back to this spot. Ohio State had one, had the number one team in the country on the ropes with a TCU team that they probably thought they could beat coming up next, and they just let it slip away. Not a good day for the Big Ten, ladies and gentlemen. Not a good day for the Big Ten. Neither team had the defense when it needed it to win a college football playoff semifinal. That's the bottom line. Yeah, and that's what this conference prides itself on. Yes. It's defense, low-scoring games. And we saw two extremely high-scoring games today. We got the entertainment we've been looking for for college football playoff semifinals. But as you mentioned, there was no defense to be found in the fourth quarter for Ohio State, and that was the difference. Ohio State will now travel back to Columbus to lick its wounds. Is that a proper term, Tim? Yes. Uh, season's over. We're heading back to Columbus tomorrow. Uh, by the way, Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Um, We're heading back to Columbus today, actually, as we yeah. video this. I guess it's a happy new year. Ohio State fans obviously not happy, but uh, we were happy to bring you guys coverage all year long, all week long here in Atl here in Atlanta. That's the 40-year vet, Tim May. That's Andy Backstrom. I'm just Spencer Holbrook. If you were following along all year, thank you so much for allowing this all to be possible. Uh, so with love from Atlanta, good night, everybody. Happy New Year. Thanks for watching the latest Rapid Reaction presented by Byers Auto. We will see you guys back very soon for more coverage of the Ohio State Buckeyes at lettermanroad.com. Cut. Dude, you really nailed your, your finish.